So welcome to Abnormal Adventures with me, Carrie, and my guest today is Megan. How you doing, hey. Megan? I'm good, Carrie. How are you? Good. It's been a little bit since we talked since I, I haven't seen you since just before you moved. Yeah, that was last July. Yeah. All right. So I haven't seen you since last June then. Yeah, because uh well I briefly saw you. I was exhausted from work yeah, and I was just like that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, how was the move? Because you're, where are you in Quebec? I am, um, I'm in a place called Matane, M-A-T-A-N-E. Okay. <laughs> so it's the mouth of the St. Lawrence. I literally have okay. a view of the St. Lawrence out my living room window. It's beautiful. That would be beautiful. Um, yeah. So um, the nearest sort of bigger center to us is uh, Rimouski. Um, it's, today, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I know most people don't, uh, Gatsby Z is sort of a lot of people go for camping and a lot of, a lot of stuff sort of comes from there. So a lot of people, if you say Gatsby Z, they go, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's four hours North of us. So we're sort of, and we're four hours from Quebec city. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Four hours. Like, I don't know. Where Four and a half hours, Quebec City. Bestie uh, roommate is sitting just next to me on her. Oh, okay. so I'm like, okay, <laughs> she can verify. Between, yes. Yeah. We're halfway between Quebec City and Gatsby Z. Okay. So, um, but yeah, so it's a bit of a haul between anywhere. Yeah. Um, we're 1,300 kilometers from you. So, it's a good chunk away. <laughs> Oh God, it was quite the drive. So because yeah, go ahead. It was dad with the U-Haul towing yeah. his car because with pandemic, the original plan had been to train him home. And oh, there were yeah. no trains. So he had to drive himself home and then <sighs> me following in my car. <clears throat> That's hard. Yeah, it was entertaining. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you said it was July, so it wasn't like you had to deal with snowstorms. No, thank God. Yeah. Um, and are you still loving the new job? Well, it's kind of the same job, I, but just somewhere it's else. It's sort of the same job. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm full-time baker. Okay, yeah. So I'm in the back because um, there's still, I, I don't know the language fluently, obviously. I'm getting better with it, yeah. and I'm better when it especially comes to work. Like the food is, I, I know the word, uh, the yeah. words when it comes to food, especially and things like that. And um, I work with a lot of good people, thankfully, and, yeah. and a lot of them are actually bilingual or at least bilingual enough that, yes. and I laugh a lot of them, I'm, they're sort of going, okay, so this is what it means in French, but what is it in English? So we're sort of going both ways with it. So. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I know you cause we met at work, I'm going to guess five years ago, ago, at least we both worked for a jewelry company and we it did. went as it went. Um, <laughs> Megan and I made good friends and we said, never mind to that place. Um, pretty much. Yeah. You and I got along really, really well and yeah. not so much with anyone else. <laughs> Yeah, especially at that that location. Yeah, yeah, that's very that location true. Especially, yeah. <laughs> yes. You and uh, I got along extremely well, which was yeah. a saving grace for me. Thank goodness. <laughs> I know. 
I think what I think I ended up leaving just like a month after you left. So I was like, I can't do this Didn't anymore. Stay long. Oh my god, it was like what I I because my seasonal contract ended, sort of yeah. thing. So it yeah. was like what you couldn't survive without me. Pretty much, it was wretched. They kept the horrible people, and then they got rid of the good people that were actually doing their job. So it was it didn't make sense at all to me. Um, it never does. No, it never does. Well, because they keep the people who kiss ass the best. Yep. And yeah. I really don't. <laughs> That's my issue too. I'm like, no. I think the reason I quit but you was and I got along. Yeah. I, I ended up quitting. Well, I called that workplace a an abusive relationship for me. I found the work environment wasn't good. And mm -hmm. I had booked these couple days off months in mm -hmm. advance. And it was because my brand new kitten had to go get like neutered and I had to have those right. two days off to go deal with them. Like I, I live by myself. I don't have someone to do it. Like this is my cat. I got to do it. And they were like, we're not giving you days off. I'm like, you approved it months ago. Yeah. I'm taking these days off. And they're like, no, you're not. I'm like, well, this is the last straw for me. I'm out. Bye-bye. Not doing this anymore. It's called I'm taking the days one way or the other. Yeah, I yeah. come back afterwards is it's the so other half of it. <laughs> But, um, so Megan does, I would say a pretty cool thing. Like you're a writer, you have a different, not called the handle. It's called a pen know, name. A what? A pen name. Pen name. Okay. So do you, I'm assuming you're fine with telling people what your pen name is. Yeah. I, yeah okay. I'm like, are you not? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I have my picture on, I have an Amazon account. Um, yeah. It's Amazon.com because right now, I don't know why it's not linked to Amazon.ca. It's just because Canada's right. weird sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. The Canadian one just isn't sort of up to speed with that stuff yet. Um, but I go by Katie Tatry on, uh, as a writer. What's that last? Well, Katie... My middle name is Catherine. Yeah. Katie, uh, my middle name is Catherine, yeah. but uh, my mother's maiden name is Tatry, and it's um, an Acadian name. T a t t r i e. It's well, I'll get you to send me that Scotia. stuff so I can put it in the in the information <laughs> bottom. But uh, so why why it's did a Nova you Scotian name? Okay, so why did you choose to choose a pen name instead of going by your name? Um, I was a nurse for a number of years. Oh, true. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> And the yeah. last place I nursed was at a maximum security jail. Yes. Okay. So it was just a comfort for, thing at the time. It's true. And so my sister's a nurse and they always have to have their full name, not middle name, but like first and last name on their badges, but anyone can make complaints about them. Well, and luckily with the jail, that wasn't an issue. Like it was first names only simply yeah. because of who we were working with, but, yeah. um, anywhere else I worked. I worked nursing home. I worked methadone clinic and yeah, that was true. And families could find us for the nursing home and that kind of stuff. And it was yeah. just a comfort thing. I'm like, mm, yeah, no. Yeah. Most <laughs> nurses I know that have Facebook, they go by first name, middle name, not first name, last name, because my sister works with the criminally insane. So close to the, where you worked just with the, the crazy. Yeah. Right, right next door. Yeah. yeah. Right next door. And so she's like, once she realized that they made her full name had to be on her name tag and these guys have full access to, to the internet. She's like, no, I'm not doing this. So yeah, no, that makes sense too. And do you think you'll always go by your pen name? I think I'll keep my writing under it. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I, 
I love the Nova Scotian side of me, the Acadian yeah. side, and it's um, and my it's also a throwback. My parents, when I was younger, always called me Katie. How oh, nice! There were so, there were so many little girls named Megan in my age. Mm, I can so see that. We yeah. all nobody spelled it the way I did. Which yours is crazy. I, every time I have to think about it, I'm always like. <laughs> And I spelled like, no, she spells it the other way than that. <clears throat> but I think but it looks beautiful. The I way love that you the spell spelling. It. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the phonetic spelling, but nobody oh, ever spelled true. it. But in in my grade eight graduating class, there were three of us, and we were all Megan S. <laughs> so I never had that issue. No, exactly right. But I, it just happened to be one of those. So like, my mom always, because my mom volunteered at our school she always if she couldn't get my attention calling Megan which I just stopped answering to it like I never even looked after a while it was like someone called Megan I was like well it's not me yeah um (laughs) she'd start calling Catherine or she would call Katie yeah and I would answer to that because there were no Catherines none that's true that's true I always got people pronounce my name wrong like seeing how it's spelled they always pronounce it Kari and I was like uh that doesn't make any sense but I, my whole life. I've seen Kari, but it was K-A-H-R-I. Wow, that one's crazy. I always thought phonetically, the way that people automatically want to spell Kari, the C-A-R-R-I-E, sounds more like Kari. Look, look at it. It's Kari. <clears throat> Compared to mine, it's like K-A-R-I. So. Well, see, I knew another, I worked with another Kari. Um, she was C-A-R-I. Okay, I've seen that. Yeah, so there's the so many ways thing. to spell it. I feel exactly. like there's like 25 different ways to spell my name. Well, you're preaching to the choir, sweetie. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's so true. Um, so speaking of your writing, so how many books, how many stories? I know you do some collabs with people sometimes. Like um, everything I've been in so far has been an anthology. So I've been it's, say that again. A what? <laughs> an anthology. So it's anthology. uh small story that's in with uh, another group of authors okay that we've put out together yeah um so I'm not sure off the top of my head I think there's three of them still available for purchase they're ones that they just simply uh one of them that was only a a short run that was done was actually done for the area 51 right okay yeah there was a small group of authors that got together and we just decided to do for the fun of it um a fundraiser for veterans yeah, yeah. and we had a month That's and nice. we it, it, yeah it was a really short amount of time and we just everyone basically took what's your idea of what's at area 51 Ooh, fun and we wrote it everyone wrote their own interpretation um we had it published for the date of the raid and all the proceeds went uh and got donated to veteran funds in the states because mm. a it's, area 51 and okay. the majority of the authors were american Correct. and um it it unfortunately isn't still available because uh-huh. um i know i still have the story and because the rights reverted back to me I can publish it somewhere else now mm-hmm. um but I wrote it as in my head it was every serial killer that suddenly just stopped in the U.S. and disappeared 
that it's a maximum security jail underground. That's fun. So I wrote it as a nurse yeah. working at a max security jail because it's one of those the government had to disappear them. So they're all living in the hole. That's cool. So it's a military base above ground yeah. and the military is running a max security jail underground for all of these. And I name a couple of the ones who just suddenly up and vanished. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them have, I feel like. A lot have. Yeah. So where did they go and why did they stop? Yeah. So how, like for your part, portion of it, like how many pages is a, a short story to you? Because some people, I would picture a short story being like, two pages when a short story to you could be like 40 and I mean book pages obviously yeah um generally it's done by the call outs are done by words so oh. 2500 words 5000 words 4000 words 10,000 words or less so it's generally they do it by they want a, a range of minimum this many maximum that many good to know I've been writing a book recently and I don't remember how many words I'm at, but I'm at like 80 book pages right now. So I was like, oh, I'll take that as a win so far. Right. So yeah. I do have, I have a few that are um, ruminating, I guess. Yeah. You always told me that like your characters would speak to you. Oh God. That's yeah, like you always talk to right? Yeah. I have conversations in my head constantly going. Yeah. Cause you, I okay. write, go ahead. No, I write fan fiction for fun. Mm -hmm. I can um, see that knowing you, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those, it's a way to, it's, it's how I keep A, creative, um, because I don't like something that happened. I want something mm -hmm. else to happen. I'm bored. Um, I do have a few original ideas that have been kicking around for, a few of them have been around for years. But I haven't quite figured out where they're going yet. Or for me, weirdly enough, I cast my characters, if that makes sense. Yep. I need to see the actor who I see as that character. And there's always an original character, but I still cast them as a model, an actress, uh, whoever. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> But I have to see and I have to hear the voice, at least at the first. But after a while, if I can't hear them anymore, then that actor is no longer who I see as that character. Okay, okay. That makes sense. If I can't if I can't hear the voice, then it's not them. It's not the right person. It doesn't it doesn't work for them anymore. Yeah. In which case I it doesn't work and that story's not working. That makes sense. So that kind of dies off. But once I have an idea for maybe somebody new in that role, I can pick it back up. But I have to then rewrite what I already have because I don't hear them. It doesn't sound right as how I had it written earlier. Okay. Because it's not the right intonation. It's not the right words because now this person doesn't speak like that person spoke. Yeah. Wow. So it's, <laughs> my brain's weird. I honestly I bet every writer would have their own little system like I don't know what else to call it a little way of doing it right like it's not like these people just legitimately go oh, I'm gonna write something and I have no idea I have nothing that speaks to me like it, that's why they have people have muses or stuff like that yeah. right? so I, I completely get it um 
are you working on anything right now or no? I've got a few play. I've got one right now that I've started probably about four or five years ago that slowly just keeps coming back to me, but I've recast it probably about four or five times now. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and every time I get to a certain point, I just, it just doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah. So it's been recast again. And so far I've gotten further than I ever have before. So it seems to be working. Yeah. Um, but the other odd thing, I guess, about the way I write that I know a lot of people, I tell them and it drives me crazy because I jump. I don't write linear. Okay. So I don't write start to finish. I can't. Yeah. <clears throat> I write scenes. Yep. I see this part. I see this part. I see this part. I come back and I write a scene that fits in about here. Mm -hmm. So I'm all over the damn place. It's like a screenplay. You're just uh, doing it in writing, right? Yeah, I want to see this here. I want to see that there and that there. We're going to find the connecting dots in, the, in between. Right. And I, it, it happens all over the place. And then I'm trying to figure out, and I can't write in chapters. So it's all okay. one long story Yeah. that I then have to go back and break up. Okay, that makes a, it actually makes more sense to kind of write it that way. Cause like, I think if you're always looking for the next chapter, then you might be trying to like quickly finish things off before they need to be or prolonging or just thinking of, I, I don't know much. You've written way more than I have because I haven't got anything published. So I know people who can write in chapters and it's amazing. And I've watched how the process works, but because of how I write and I do it from piece to piece and jump back and forth hmm. I think of something down here that then affects something that needs to be added back yep. here yep. but that means that would make this way longer so that couldn't be an end of a chapter because certainly yep. this needs I get it it makes sense to me I don't know if it makes sense my brain's always been complicated you know that which makes you so unique and the person that I love. So it's completely fine. We want, we want special. I don't know. I don't want a boring person to hang out with. People that think like everybody else. No, we thank you. Along. No, but, um, so we're going to talk about like, well, I don't, I, I briefly talked to you about this, but not really. So you've gone through quite a few, can I say, would you call it a medical, medical things? Like you've gotten to bigger surgeries, probably more than that than I know. Um, just the two big surgeries. Just the two big surgeries. Okay. Yeah. Um, the rest of me is just a mess. The rest of me is just messy. You've got bad <laughs> migraines and all of that. Um, so with, okay, I don't know what we talked about this, <laughs> but what would you call it? I called it a, a hysterectomy, but you said the, is it still called a hysterectomy, but not what is it called? They call it a, I think it's called a partial hysterectomy because um, they left my ovaries in place. How old were you when you had this surgery? Oh God, that's a good question. Let me go back and check my dates here. <laughs> it's been a while. Okay. It's exactly like me. People ask me like, when, like, I don't know. <clears throat> I was like, we're, okay, were you in your in your mid twenties, late twenties, early thirties, ish? Oh, I'm an adult. Well, I'm not an adult, but I mean like <laughs> ish age. Because no matter what, even at the age that you are now, it would be young for you to have it removed. 
So when you bought yeah, a dog, and you were I, really young. I had to fight to have it done. Really? Okay. Oh, backstory yeah. for me. Backstory for me. Because I'm picturing what I think it is, but I want I want to hear tell people why did this come up? Why was this something you were fighting for? What was going on? Um, so it was 2016 is the hysterectomy. <clears throat> Just after that? I must have met you like the year afterwards. Probably, yeah. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. 26. No, that's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Um, so I got diagnosed probably my first year of nursing. So we'll say 20, no, 2002. Okay. I got diagnosed with polycystic ovaries. Yes. Um, and typical thing, I, I'm a big girl, always have been whatever but they did the typical I'd had regular periods from the time I was 10 until that point yeah. oh yeah I started young yeah. <clears throat> until 2001 and then suddenly I would skip three months and then bleed for three months wow and I went to my doctor and my doctor generally was really good, but then he tried to blame it on my weight. And that's the first time he ever did anything like that. Wow. And I, yeah, I kind of let it go a little bit. And mm. then I finally went back to him and went, no, no, we're not playing this game. Like the, I, I would understand the weight thing if I had lost a bunch of weight or gained a bunch of weight. I said, but this hasn't changed. Yeah. Like I, I want to figure this out. This is weird. Yes. Something's not right. <clears throat> because I also didn't have your typical period normally like before all this crap started I didn't have like all my friends were these like three-day bleed bitches like no <laughs> so it's not me I understand your pain right like I bled for 10 days straight heavy the whole yeah. time yeah from the time I started at 10 years old so I'm like no yeah so um he referred me to gynecologist fine I was old enough whatever mm -hmm. <clears throat> and he said, well, you might have this. My family doctor, as he referred yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Kind of panicked me at the same time because I went, well, does that mean it could screw up kids? Well, you could be infertile as I walked out the door. Just passing. Oh, you might be infertile. Yeah. The person who's always wanted kids. <laughs> Thanks for that panic attack. Yeah. I freaked. But anyway. So discovered, yeah, that actually is what I have. So I got put on birth control, mm -hmm. was on birth control continuously until 20, until the migraine condition. Yeah. Uh, so I was on oral contraceptive. Yeah. So then I got diagnosed with this fun thing in 2013. Mm -hmm. And we discovered I can't be on oral contraceptives yeah. because that exacerbates this. Yes. That was the same as me. I got you. Mm -hmm. I understand. So I think the first try was the IUD. Okay. Um, and it was Jadis. Yes. <laughs> because there's Jadis or there's Marina. Um, Marina, Marina is a five-year low, low hormone. Okay one 
Jadis is a three-year low hormone. Oh, okay. Um, they call it the baby sister or whatever like that. So they tried Jadis for me. Yeah. And for six months, no problems. After six months, I started getting um, symptoms like I had a yeast infection. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I was at no discharge or anything, but I was itchy all the time. Wow. And I'm like, this is not working. Yeah. Yeah. So on top of the Jadis, they gave me a NuvaRing. Why both? To try for the NuvaRing to try and balance out the hormones of the Jadis. And they thought that the symptoms was from the hormone side of it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh Then I started bleeding. I have two types of contraceptive in. Yeah. And I'm bleeding for both. Yeah. And both of them are supposed to make it so you don't get a period. And I wasn't taking the Nuva Ring out. Yeah. I had it in constantly. Yeah. And I would be, I wouldn't have been able to have a conversation for this long without doubling over in pain. So oh, it wasn't even just bleeding. Like you're getting like full on cramps, like all the. I it, it looked yeah. like I was having contractions. Like I could not have conversation. I couldn't sit on Skype with my best friend yeah. this long, without looking like I was going through contractions. Oh my goodness. And then bleeding all the time. So how long did, like, how long did they let you just sit there and bleed? Pretty much. That's not the way I'm going to phrase it. How A like, while. Really? I had to go back to my family doctor and say, look, I struggled with the decision mm-hmm. so hard. I wanted kids yeah. so bad. Yeah. But with this condition yeah. and coming on the meds I was on, I had to come to the, come to the realization kids weren't happening. Yeah. My body was never going to let me have them. So I went back to my family doctor and said, I need a hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. I can't keep living like this. It's been 20 plus years. I'm done. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah. So he referred me to a female gynecologist. Um, I went to see her. And of course, they went through all the tests again that I've already had. Which, of course, you have to wait. You have to have the ultrasound. You have to, I'm like, oh my God, I've done all of this. But they want to, at least they're looking into it, right? And they're doing it all again. Yep. And there's a nurse practitioner in the office and she was the one I went back for the results. And she told me everything came back normal. And I broke down in tears. And I said, then what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Because I can't keep living like this. Yeah. I said, then what is wrong with me? And she said, you just have really bad periods. And that's when I said, then what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I like said, it, I, I can't keep living like this. No. And like, I, I went through, uh, I'll say similar just because I, I bled for like six months one year when I was getting diagnosed with my autoimmune stuff. And yeah. I can't believe how little there is helping females with female 
issues. Like it, they really just do like for me, what my doctor told me when I, my periods were regular, like seven days, but yeah. they were like, that's how long they were. They were fine. And mine went into two weeks and I went, something's not right. They're like, it's hormones. It's fine. And I'm like, why is that the answer? Why is that right? like, Hey, Hey females, you just get to suck this up and deal with it. And I was like, and I've been, this is my big thing lately. If it happened to a man, it would have been resolved. Or that's my, or right. Like that's my thing right uh, now with all the, with the blood clots, with the COVID shots. I'm well, sorry, especially with, you know, do you know how many more blood clots happen with oral contraceptives? Right. But men don't take those. Exactly. Right. And that's why I think it's crazy. And if you even look at those, cause it's that one and I'm really bad for all of the vaccine names, but we know which one we're talking about. The one that is causing more mm -hmm. blood clots and how they're saying women under whatever age don't take this one. I'm like, yeah, it's probably cause we've all been on birth control our whole lives, which already is prone for blood clots or strokes or blah, 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 blah. So this one, they're like, don't take it women because you want to know what, like your body's That's already just going to compound it. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. I just, sorry, keep going with your story. No, it's fine. So, um, I think the nurse practitioner felt awful, like, cause I was just bawling. Yeah. So she went in and talked to the doctor doctor came back in and talked to me and she said we can do the hysterectomy she says honestly she says there's really nothing wrong with your I said I've been doing this for 22 years at this point I said I have no quality of life yeah. I said I can't keep doing I can't do this for another 20 years so I said I will sign whatever you want me to sign so I did yeah. and they agreed to it. And then of course the day of, I, they were said they were booking into October and it's mm. like the spring. Yeah. I got a call. They had a cancellation for July, Yeah. but it wasn't the doctor I saw. It was her replacement. Cause the doctor I saw was on maternity leave. Oh, okay. <laughs> so when I got in, the first time I met this woman was pre-op like that morning yeah. for surgery. So she had to go through all the questions again with me to make sure because of my age, yeah. am I sure I want the surgery? So I had to go through everything. I'm like, look, I'm never having kids. Yeah. I can't have kids. I'm like, I'm bleeding nonstop all the time. I said, if you get in there and my ovaries are a mess, mm -hmm. take them. Yeah. I said, if it means I end up in menopause I said I will figure my shit out I said yeah. I cannot live in pain because yeah. I said I am on birth control and I can still tell you what side my damned egg comes from that week that month really oh I, I could tell you I what side it came from I'm trying oh, to guess no, that's wrong for me but I don't know oh I it wasn't a guess I could tell you every really? single month yeah that's crazy so is that why they left your ovaries just so you would still produce like hormones. Um, yeah. So, okay. It was, it was to prevent menopause. Yeah. There wasn't enough damage, yeah. um, from the polycystic ovary syndrome to warrant taking them out. I said, even if you had, I said, even if one of them is bad enough to take it, I'm okay with it. But mm -hmm. she said there wasn't enough scarring to warrant taking them. So will you still go through menopause at a normal age? Just like at a normal age, I there's a possibility of me going through it early because my mom did. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I'll, I'll still progress normally. Okay. The weird part now for me is I still get hormone cravings. I still get, I still get all the normal, like I get the hormone swings, I get the hormone cravings, I get the, the moody, the bitchy, but I have no idea in how to track any of it because I don't bleed. That's true. Weird. This is a weird question that you might not know. So do you still technically ovulate? It's just they don't go anywhere? Yeah. I wonder if you'd be able to somehow track that. I don't know how. Because like there's all sorts of ones that you track your, your periods, but it also tracks your ovulation. So I don't know. Okay. I think you could probably do it with temperatures because you can temp them. You can temp yourself for yes, it. Yes, I have heard that, yeah. But I yeah, no, like it because it would just re the egg would just reabsorb, right? Like your body would break it down and absorb. But but yeah, technically. That's so but crazy. Yeah, literally. Um the bestie. <laughs> We were talking at one point because I had leftover pads because you still spot for a little while after yeah. surgery and things because for sure. yeah. they, took, they took the cervix, they took the tubes, they took the uterus. Okay. So I said to her, um, like, I have leftover pads. Do you want me to send them to you? And she goes, um, she started to say something and then st- burst out laughing. This is back when I lived in Ontario and we were yeah. typing all the time and she I'm like what she goes I was about to say are you sure you don't need them because and then I realized you're so shut <laughs> I'm like not quite Doesn't so shut like that but you know I was I would joke the opposite you're 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 uh I was gonna say stone open they've opened you up but uh that's funny. At least she could joke with you. And I'm assuming you didn't take it offensively. You just chuckled with her and you're like, yeah. Oh God, the two of us were dying laughing. I was like, that's not quite how it happened. But, and then like six months later, I got the, or when I hit 35, 35? Yeah, I, at 35, I got the, the thing in the mail from the cervical cancer screening. Oh you're like, mm-hmm, you guys need to I, look at I your system at, again. Well, apparently the doctors don't notify who they do hysterectomies on. Because I had to call the girl. So yeah. I was like, I, I called them up and I'm like, so it had a hysterectomy. And the girl's like, oh, she goes, the doctors don't tell us oh. who they've done them on. So they had no idea. I'm like, technically it went through an incinerator. So I'm thinking it's fine. Yeah. So then, okay. So I don't know if you know this either. Like, so you, like, you're, because it's gone, you're, you're not at risk for any cancers like this is a weird question because I, I don't know why i was talking about that no cancer. cervix there i know but like this they um, literally when i looked it up called a sock they call it a sock because of how they sew it oh god okay i just don't laugh no because i just like i it's i was true, just though. yeah i was just talking to someone earlier today about um someone that I heard that has HPV and how they need to go and get all of the um, HPV cells removed. And then my brain went like, I wonder if somehow you could still form cancer cells in a place that doesn't exist, but I don't know. It's a weird, like. I think I've heard of vaginal cancer. Mm-hmm. Like, so the vagina can still get it, yeah. but obviously not the cervix. Nothing else. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So we, I, I don't think it can spread in because there's no opening. True. So this is, so it's been, uh, you said 2016 or 17, did you say? 16. 
16. So we're at six years, no, five years math skills, Gary. We're fine. Um, <laughs> what, is, what is your outlook on it now? Like, are, are you, I know that if you probably could, if you could have a healthy brain and a healthy vagina, you would have been like, I'll have kids, right? Like, aside from the fact that you can't have your, like, you can't carry your own child inside you, are you happy with the decision? I, yeah, honestly, the, the pain that I was going through was just so horrific. Yeah. I just, and I mean, I remember the cramping I used to have, even when I was back in, um, university, like I just, I remember I was working retail when I was in university and I was in the middle of a sentence talking to a coworker of mine who was pregnant. And I literally doubled over, like had to grab the counter and take a deep breath. And Mm -hmm. she she was pregnant with her second because you look like you just had a contraction. Are you all right? Yeah. Like I just, it, it, the pain used to literally steal my breath. I had to stop mid sentence because I couldn't take a breath. It was that bad. Wow. So it, it just was unbelievable. And healing from the surgery, everything went well. That's yeah, it's um, it was um, it was the second laparoscopic surgery I'd had. So before that, you had I never I always call it the stomach surgery, but it's I had not a gastric normal. bypass. Okay, <laughs> the technical term I won't remember it, but it's fine. Yeah. Or I call it the stomach band. No, I didn't have the band. I actually oh, okay, had bypass. Okay. Okay, I don't know the difference. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> so when you say, okay, sorry, how did you, it was your second, what type of surgery did you call it? Laparoscopic. Okay, well, that so was a little, It's right? the little incisions yeah. and they go in. Okay, because I've technically had that on my ankle, but it's really different. It's an ankle compared to inside. Um, <laughs> so wait, so what, hold on. The partial hysterectomy was a laparoscopic thing. Why did I picture that they would just go through your vagina? It can be done that way. Oh, okay. It can be done that way. Um, It depends on the doctor. And I think some people have problems with like their um, bladder afterwards that way. So I'm kind of glad they didn't. Okay. I could be wrong, but I just, it's easier to go in this way. Because I mean, like, it really collapses quite small. Mm-hmm. Well, if they can, technically a C-section like nowadays, is not a very big hole anymore. Our yeah. skin is just crazy. Does some weird things. And stretches um, quite a bit, so. Yep, it's true. And I think a lot of it, like I bet there would be less, um, like the recovery would be easier with a laparoscopic compared to the oh, yeah. vaginally. Like I'm assuming they'd have to stretch things that don't need to be stretched that way. And your hips and your legs. Oh my god, no. It's true. I, when you, when you don't don't all of us women have that. Um right. So you're I'm gonna say the word wrong again. The uh, gastric, gastric bypass. Gastric bypass. You can tell I should learn from my I should talk to my sister more because she has the nurse terms and I don't. So when did you have that? Uh 2012. 2012. Okay. And almost 
years. And was this one of the things that, like, again, you kind of fought a little bit for, or was it your doctor, or what? Because having PCOS would have would have hindered you from losing weight because a lot of people that have it they have a hard time they struggle with it and a lot of that's to do with your hormones being a little wonk yeah um because estrogen like um estrogen is stored in fat and it just your body in with pcos your body thinks you need sugar okay so it kind of just grabs hold of it and goes hey it's mine how does your body store sugar? True. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. So, so um, sorry, back to my original question. <laughs> I interrupted my own. Uh, it's, no, it's my fault because I started talking over my own question. So um, in 2012, I'm assuming I know someone else that had something similar and th- theirs was a longer process of the doctor being like, okay, I want you to go on like this regimen to see if you can lose weight. And like all of these things first, just no, no. Okay. You're like, no, it's not. Oh, no. As soon as I mentioned it to my doctor, my doctor pulled out the form. Oh, I think okay. he's been waiting for me to ask. Okay. So it was, I think it's very different. Maybe it's because he, I, you just said he, right? It was a male doctor. Yeah. Okay. He, uh, he obviously had been with you long enough to know, like, I'll say your struggles through all of it. So like, I think he was waiting for you mentally to be like, I, I need to do this. Yeah, the people that I know that have gotten it, it was more they didn't want to put the effort in to trying to lose weight, and it wasn't other medical things that were causing them not to. Um, but did you did you have okay? I don't know this. The person that I know that had has gotten this most recently instantly had massive depression. Like the next day after the surgery, it hit her extremely hard and she honestly had to be brought to the hospital to make sure she wasn't going to commit suicide and yeah and luckily the nurse that talked to her was like can you wait here for a second I know someone else a nurse that's somewhere else in the hospital that has gotten this and I want her to come talk to you and that nurse came down and was like did they not prepare you for like the emotional and like mental side of this the fact that you you can't eat very much or at all for the first bit and they kind of forgot to prepare this lady that I know for that side of it, that it, it crumbled her for quite a while until she was able to like, okay, like life is getting a little better. Like it, it, it fucked her, like her brain so bad. So you're looking at me like, no, I did not have that. I, well, I'm, we had to go down for so many appointments oh, really? prior to surgery. Mm-hmm that like you're meeting with the social worker and you're meeting with a dietitian and you're meeting with and like there's mounds of paperwork that you have to read through and like so I'm trying to figure out like maybe she didn't like pay attention to that stuff I'm kind of wondering or just figured like oh it's not that big a deal because like maybe how did she miss it I don't know like so obviously you didn't experience that did you like well I mean, I, I had had my, my mental breakdown a couple of years prior to that. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> Check that. Uh, I had, I had a breakdown when I was um, nursing yeah. and had to take a week off work. Mm-hmm. Like, well, my doctor, actually, I think he put me off on two weeks um, because I just, 
I was not doing well and realized at that point probably should have been on antidepressants since I was about 14. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I looked at him at that point when I went, he saw me like every few days, that whole two weeks. And then like every two weeks after that. Yep. And after we hit the three month mark, which is where they sort of, you're like stabled out. He looks at me and goes, so how are we doing? And I'm like, you're never taking me off them. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those, I didn't realize how depressed I was until I wasn't. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. But when you, when that's your normal, you don't know anything else. Yep. It's true. So, but I mean, I did my research for the bypass and I yeah. did all my stuff. Like, but you know me, it's a medical thing, right? Like I know yeah. what I'm getting myself into. That's very true. It's true. So what's the difference between the two? So there's a couple I'm going to try and guess, go. Yeah. <laughs> there's a couple of different types of surgery. Um, there's lap band, yeah. which is literally, um, it's, it's like a donut that you, they put around the top of your stomach okay. and it can inflated to help squeeze down so that you can eat as much at once. Oh, okay. There's a couple of different problems with, or like around the top part of your stomach. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So like you can eat a certain amount and then it slowly has to digest and go past it. There's a couple of different problems with that. And one of the reasons I didn't get that one. One, there's been some problems with that one. Okay. Government no longer pays for it because hmm. it slips. It, yeah. No, thank you. Um, because, and I know a nurse who had it done and because she was a nurse, because there's a port on the, on your stomach. Yep. Um, where it's just because, under the skin, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. But, um, and it, because it, you can inflate it with saline and then deflate it. Yeah. Because she's a nurse. Oh no. If she wanted to eat more, she took all the saline out. If she wanted to close, make it big, she reinflated. it. Guess who gained all of her weight back? Really? And then some. Oh. And she paid out of pocket for it. That's crazy. But people learned how to do that with the lap band. Mm -hmm. And because there were problem issues with it slipping and causing yeah. problems, government went, no, we're not paying for this one anymore. And I went, yeah, I'm not going near that one. Yeah. There's the gastric bypass, which is what I had. Okay. Bypass, what they do is they're literally bypassing the top part of your intestine. First okay. part of your yeah. small intestine. So they make your, they take your stomach, they cut it off to about the size of an egg. Okay. The big part that's still left that has mm -hmm. the majority of your gastric juices, um, your acid, all that kind of stuff yeah. is still present along with the first part of your intestine. It's still in there, mm -hmm. but they take what the intestine and bring it up and reattach oh. it to the egg oh. and the intestine that's still there they reattach it further down so it all still has blood flow mm -hmm. and it's all still somewhat attached yeah but you're malabsorbing your nutrients 
because the majority of what you absorb is in the first part of your intestine. Yeah. That also includes your vitamins, that sort of thing. So I'm on ah. multivitamins the rest of my life. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. Um, I take, I was taking iron right now. My iron levels are fine. Don't need them. Some people are on B12 the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. um, calcium for a lot of people. I can't because of my head condition. Yeah. So do you have to, do you have to kind of, cause not many people get much calcium when they're older. Cause we don't drink as much milk. There are some vegetables that have it, but not that many. So what do you I, do? cheese milk yogurts that kind of thing yeah just make sure that the the dairy is in your life <laughs> exactly and it's yeah. such a hardship yeah i know oh no <laughs> no i would i think i'd be bad if someone told me i can't eat dairy anymore i'd be like what no there's also one other surgery that gets done okay i haven't heard of it's called it's called the sleeve Okay. I've never thought I'm trying to picture what it would do. I'm like the sleeve. Um, it's you don't lose as much weight with, but it's also like for me, I have to be most people, if you get the bypass, they tell you no more anti-inflammatories ever. Okay. Which a lot of people need to do that in general for their diet, yeah. Right, because it's if you get ulcers, that sort of thing, you're putting your stomach at really big risk. You can't afford to put a hole in it. Yes. My neurologist has told me very sparingly. Okay. My stomach doctor also told me very sparingly. Yeah. I got that permission from him when I got the surgery. Yeah. Simply because of my conditions. Yes. Um, the sleeve, however, because you're not taking everything apart in the same way. Mm -hmm you're not malabsorbing the same way. They cut, they don't cut everything apart. They sort of shave it off. They shave it off. So like- Sounds very the, weird. The stomach now becomes sort of narrower, but mm -hmm. it's still attached to the upper part of the intestine. Yeah. They narrow it down. Oh. So you still absorb your nutrients, but they narrow the stomach. Yeah. Weird. I didn't know there were so many options, to be honest. I thought that they were all the same. <laughs> but I haven't looked into them, so. There's a few different ways. Um, there's a few other surgeries, but they're very rarely done anymore. So like, there's, there used to be more. It's just these have become the more popular ones. True. So for, because I remember when I met you, like I felt like the only thing I saw you really eat was protein shakes. That was like a big part of what you I still have my protein, um, not as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, and the reason for the, the protein shakes, of course, is because of the surgery I had, I still need to get a lot of protein in. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, because I can't eat a lot at once still. Yeah, the liquid's the way to go. The liquid is the easiest way to get it in, and it's filling. Sure, but it's very true. So I found, oh my God, I found these healthy protein cookie recipe. So oh, really? Good. <laughs> oh my God. So everyone says, That's I'm always like, I can't, like, I know me, and I just like baking 
baked goods. And so when everyone's like, oh, just substitute this for like protein powder, I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, well, but the problem here is um, the bestie has developed some health issues as well. So we've gone, I've gone slightly keto. Okay. She's gone fully keto for the moment. Nice. Because her, her system's having some issues. Yep. So um, I found the, oh, stop snowing. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Um, her the we switched over to Splenda a while ago simply because that's what I'm used to. Yeah. But the protein cookies are peanut butter and egg protein powder, which I have. I use chocolate fudge. Okay. Chocolate brownie. Yep. And an egg. So sorry, it's an egg. Splenda. Protein powder and peanut butter. Okay. At first, when you first said it, I was like, what? Yeah. When I was on keto, I did keto a couple of years ago, and same thing. There was one chocolate chip, I don't think a chocolate chip. It was just peanut butter cookie recipe. It didn't have protein. Did it have protein butter? No, I don't think it did. But it was a very basic thing that I was like, even though it's not like a cookie I normally eat, it was like, when you can't eat a normal cookie, you'll take whatever you can get that's close to a cookie. Even if it's well, something Because she has liver issues her stuff is all low fat yeah wait how so, is that wait Listen, keto she's doing, wonky? it's called the mediterranean keto oh, okay that would make it different. so it's yeah it's it's a slightly different but yeah wow that's crazy don't you hate it like the older we get the more our bodies are like screw you I, <laughs> I don't know every year i'm always like oh to go back to like the early 20s to be like take care of your body so when you hit your 30s you're not like Fuck. well could you imagine if i hadn't had the surgeries back then <laughs> i'd be such a mess now <laughs> it's so hard because i i feel like for you like i feel like almost every couple months there is another i'll say cork in your i'll call it your brain health because you just like your poor brain like you have so many well, issues with it and did you hit your head at work too so it's not another good thing and uh, but knock on wood they've decided i don't need a spinal tap while i'm here so okay well that's good yeah i haven't that's had that. one since you had to have one like five oh. years oh i've had two you had two for some reason it, it it sounds scary to me something about getting a spinal tap very interesting yeah because when i was going through all my stuff um they didn't know if i would level out and so they were prepping me to get my spleen removed Oof. and yeah and so i had to get like all sorts of vaccines like all the ones you got as a kid and more just to prepare me just in case and they're like okay well we're gonna do a bone marrow test first and i was like i don't want to do this i don't want to do this luckily i didn't have to my body started to write itself <sighs> out because that from every single person that i know that knows about a bone marrow thing they're like it's the worst thing that you will ever go through because you are awake while they drill into your hip no no <laughs> i was like because my best friend at the time was going through nursing and she knows me i'm very bad with medical things i'm that type when i had to get my staples removed from my leg i was like you need to lie me down because i will pass out they're like it'll be fine I'm like i won't i won't and legit, like i started to pass out my mom's like lie down lie down <laughs> i was like I'm so bad. So when I was, I'm, I'm the, I'm the worst. And so 
the best friend, when I was talking to her about it, she's like, maybe you can request that you're like, that you get put to sleep during the bone marrow test. Just because every single person I heard, uh, I had a family friend that was, she's been a nurse for 30, 40 years. And she's like, Carrie, I'm, I'm going to put it to you straight. Getting a bone marrow test is the worst thing I've ever had to experience with a patient. She's like, that's the first time I've ever had to walk away from my patient while it was getting done. And I was like, so I was oh. so happy I did not have to get it done because I was like, oh. I, I know me, I would have passed out or I would have, I would have ran away in a hospital gown. I'm really, no, I'm no. Out. <laughs> not doing this, but that's the thing, right? Like, and I find like, even hearing about you, so a lot of your stuff happened within a span of four years, like, pretty much, right? And I felt the same thing that mine went from, I severely broke my ankle and then had a cast on, and then I had, I had complications. And then six months later, I found out that it had never healed. So then I had to go back and get surgery. When I was done healing from surgery was when I started having my, my blood issues, which lasted eight to 10 months to a year for it to level out. And it was the same thing. It was just like, bam, 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 bam. And you're like, can it get any worse? Like, what's going to happen next? The limb just going to fall off? I don't know. Right. Just, and uh, I've learned you never ask that question though, because you really don't want to know. That's true. Anymore. It's so true, and that and that's the hard thing of it all, right? That it's, it's sadly life, and you're like, what the fuck do I do? But I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> but um, I'm, let's get on to some happy notes. So <laughs> I remember what it wasn't. Like you you didn't look like this when I hung up, but you're really big into like cosplay. You have a friend that's huge into doing. I would say makeup for it like she's going through makeup schooling Schooling. she did and now she's gone through she's a PSW <laughs> good for her good for her um but obviously COVID's put a wrench in the fact uh, that there's not really comic cons or fan expos or any of that stuff but have you still kind of tried to stay in that loop of making fun costumes or well not really and it's really hard to do here like um where i am is oh, it's like, why <laughs> quebec they don't like us no well no um Mont i've been to montreal comic-con okay before yeah. um i did a i did a bonsai run a couple of years ago to montreal yeah. comic-con where literally i got off work at like I think two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, I drove to Montreal to my friend's place. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Straight through. Yeah. Uh, because of like driving and stuff like that and like construction, because it's friggin' Montreal. Yeah. I think I showed up at like 11 o'clock at night on Friday. We were up until about midnight by the time yeah. like I'd settled and everything like that. They were still working on their costumes. I crashed in the living room. They were yeah. still awake. We woke up Saturday morning, took the time to get dressed, went, um, met Mark Shepard, who, if you watch Supernatural, he played Crowley. Okay. I'm so bad with people's names. I'm like, I bet I would know if I looked his name up right now. But and yes. Uh, did you watch Supernatural? I've watched some of it. I'm very much a, I'm such a, I'm such a, depending on my emotional and mental state, there's certain shows I can't watch at times. So 
if I'm finding that I'm in, and I would never say I'm a, a depressed person, but sometimes I'm feeling more sad just in general, whatever. I can't watch sad or kind of like edgy shows. I have to watch like make me laugh all the time shows, like to help me not be in that mood, if you know what I mean. So it's like uh, I yeah. kind of counteract moods. So I started watching it. I didn't, I think I'm, I'm not even done the first season to be honest. <laughs> I was just in that in that mind space that I was like I can't I can't watch this right now I want to I just can't do it right now the only thing I haven't seen is final season oh yeah um, it hasn't aired yet oh yeah it's aired we, it's just mm. not out yet and oh. Julie has it all saved I just haven't watched it haven't gotten there <laughs> true um I sent you a gif of him so when you get the chance but oh just right now okay right now I was like what no I said <laughs> Um, so I met him in my full Lady Death cosplay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so he he just kind of, well, this is amazing kind of thing. And I was like, I was like, well, you know, King of King of Death, Lady Death, it was just too perfect. I said I was going to come here yesterday, but it was an eleven o'clock and I kind of thought you might be gone by then. Yeah. Because I wasn't cosplaying on Sunday. Yeah, he wasn't going to be there, and I got a picture. I got a picture of him and me, yeah. but I couldn't not get a picture with him. And I'm like, yeah. and the plan was always to cosplay on Saturday. And I was like, oh well. So so you've met quite a few people through going to different. I'll call them cons. Different cons. Yes. Uh, I don't know what else you can call them. So like, yeah, they're cons. What are your, like, what are your, who are your highlights? I'm, I'm pretty sure I know some of them, but, like, who are your highlights that you're, like, I got to meet, I got to, like, take a picture with, or talk to them for a second, like, who are your, like, I can't believe I just, uh, well, you know, my Jason Momoa, that I got dipped by him, yeah, uh, yeah, that was a highlight, um, Patrick, Sir Patrick Stewart, yeah, <laughs> um, well, the fact, I, when I spelled my name for him, to write it because I always try and get my names personalized yes or my autographs personalized yeah. if the handlers will let them yeah they won't which sounds always weird if they don't which is odd I know they, it takes two extra seconds come on right and sometimes they're like well you know we don't have time and I'm like yeah sure the conversations that most of them are having is what slows them down but whatever yeah, yeah. he took one look at how I spelled my name and went that's Gaelic isn't that lovely oh i'm like sir patrick like, ah, who's best for you knows my name is gaelic i'm like i can die happy yeah holy crap like he yeah. was just so amazing to me uh john barrowman yeah because he's just i've met him twice now and he's just i've met he's him like actually i've met him more than twice but yeah. i've got pictures with him twice I've got to grab his, I've grabbed his ass and I've had him lay on my chest. So that's just. It seems so, it's, uh, he seems so like someone I, I would very much enjoy to meet. Oh my God. I want to just go have drinks with that man. He's so amazing. Um, oh my God. There's so many. Like I have a stack of autographs. Like, oh, I bet. What do you do with them? Like, do you just have like a place that they're like, this is where they go? Yeah. I have them just all together. Yeah. Um, Stephen Amell, who uh, plays Arrow, yeah, um, got to meet him 
twice, like one year after another, like the first year Arrow came out and then the next year that Arrow was out, he came back and he actually recognized my brother and I. Really? Which just blew, blew my socks off. Like we had got autographs the first year. And then the second year, there's um, an artist who he's always had a booth at uh, the Toronto Con. Okay. Yeah. And I love his work it's absolutely gorgeous so I got one of his pieces and was getting Stephen to sign that because I had already a photo of him signed and um when Jeff and I walked up he was just like you guys were here last year how's it going and we were just like how many people has he met a during that entire weekend b this entire weekend and c in the entire year and he remembered my brother and I like oh that crazy. just oh it was amazing I'm like okay and like we weren't in cosplay that day okay yeah no I I wasn't wearing because co- I always try to do my autographs on the first day which is the Friday yeah um at the Toronto one because I don't go in cosplay that day. It's we buy, we always used to buy the premium tickets so we could get in early. Mm-hmm. We always tried to do as many autographs as we could then so that we weren't interfering. It wasn't in the way. And then we could leave all the stuff that we could back at the hotel and just kind of like enjoy the rest of the weekend because my brother liked doing panels. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that way I could cosplay, he could do panels and we could shop if we wanted to, but not yeah. have to worry about being in lines. Yeah. So, oh, I got called Babe by Ian Summerhalder. Really? <laughs> yes. Sometimes. I asked, I, go ahead. I asked if he could um, personalize, and his handler wasn't letting him. So that's where he called me Babe. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll take it. That. I'll take it. See, my thing is, is that I, I never really got into the more, like, stuff that would actually want me to go to a Comic-Con or Fan Expo until I felt like, only a couple of years ago, and then as you get, like, I've got Harry Potter stuff behind me there, and a yeah. Doctor Who stuff there, and a pillow, like, so, like, there's stuff that I would want to go now, but then my life, it's always hard, because Fan is always on, like, near Labor Day or on Labor Day. On Labor Day, yeah. And that's the busiest weekend of the year for my job, so yeah. it's like, I, I normally can't, and then COVID obviously happened, and, like, what can I really do? But I think I would love to, because I, th- I dress up one year as, oh my gosh, my favorite name um from attack on titan and mm, yep. i dress up as a girl scarves and i don't remember her name right now but, uh like yeah I don't know. but i made the full guard like i had the full yeah. like stuff to go on your hips for your swords and like the freaking jetpack all all stuff. and one of my friends was like why why don't you go to fan expo i'm like i i wouldn't she's like you should wear that i'm like it's made out of cardboard made out of cardboard it doesn't and matter and that's what she said she's like you want to what that's better than a lot of people go at those. It's like, what? Okay. I do other times. So I just look, but I honestly, if they plan a different weekend and once COVID leaves, I probably will make my way to one of them and wander around and some. They always seem to do that weekend though. That's the thing. But there was something that I thought I heard a couple of years ago that there was a different one that we were trying to start in Toronto that was on like March break. And I know it's another busy time for me, but it's less, way less busy but uh yeah there was one um oh I can't remember what used to be on March break 
because that it March break was actually where I met uh, Patrick Stewart, but I can't remember what con that was. No, it was something. No, San Expo a... wasn't March break. I can't remember. I know. I don't know either. I had a girl that I used to work with that she would normally go to like the horror cons and some of the fan expos and stuff like that because mm -hmm. she had her own company that she did um oh printing but in like large-scale printing whatever that's called like she would make duvet covers but like horror mm -hmm. themes so like blood splattered or like zombie hands and like that wow. was like her so she would always have a booth at these events to sell her yeah. stuff um so she used to know all of them but i'm like i don't but um is there anything exciting going on in your life right now? Other than work? Probably not. It's cool. What am I talking about? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I say? I'll I'll wrap this up. We can still talk after the podcast in a second. But um, <laughs> do you have do you have any things that people like you would let people follow you at? Do you have any uh, accounts that you want people to I have an Instagram that's basically mostly for my cat. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Like your cat's adorable. So what's your, what, what are the handles that you would want someone to follow for you if you have a handle that they want them to follow for you? Um, oh, God, you want me to remember stuff? Hang on. <laughs> I have to look up my Instagram. I don't freaking remember. So when you're looking up your Instagram, uh, say, your, say your pen name again. Katie something, but I can't say the last Katie Tatry. 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 So, yeah, I'll send you that so you okay. can link it because... Yeah, I'll make you send me all of the spellings and everything, because that's what I do, because I'm bad on it. Um, so pen name, so we're yeah. going to... Go ahead. Um, and Instagram is Miss Luna Kitty. Okay. My little rescue kitty. Yep. So, yet again, <laughs> that will be posted below, so you can find it. I'll say my... Well, it's great. It was great talking to you. Like I said, I will sign and up. you. We'll still talk to you again, but I'll do my little... <laughs> feel off so uh thanks for listening to abnormal adventures remember to like follow subscribe rate five stars i'm on spotify apple google podcasts yeah <laughs>